Have you ever been told you can't speak about abortion because you're not a doctor? Let's talk about how we can respond. Come debrief with us. Hello, my name's Maggie. I'm your host for today. And with me are Seth and Ethan. Ethan, can you give me an outreach highlight? All right. So I was on my first outreach of 2023. Happy New Year. And there was a school bus driving past and it stopped next to where my sign was. And somebody pulled the window down and I think it was a girl. She yelled something at me. I didn't hear it. But then she put the window back up. Then one of the other students pulled the window back down and he yelled at me. He's like, I'm so sorry she said that to you. She shouldn't have said that. Mm-hmm. That was really not nice of her. Thank you for what you're doing. Now you're really wondering. And then he <laughs> left. And so I was like, I don't know what she said. Evidently, it was not the nicest thing. But it was really cool that he could, you know, wanted to apologize for that and appreciated that we were out there. Uh, so in your mind, insert students. horrible comment. And then you could probably yes. imagine what Ethan heard. Yeah. Well, that's kind of cool that he put the um, window down and spoke to you and apologized. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty cool. We should have chatted nice. with him a little longer. That's the problem yeah. with the buses. They're driving by so fast, right? Uh-huh. You hear comments, but don't get to really talk to them. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's, <laughs> sometimes I wish you could. Stop the bus. <laughs> yeah. Get off the bus. Let's chat. Well, we must talk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's cool, though. So today we have a clip from Molly's footage at a high school. And this was at a high school near us that we've been to a few times. And they're always, like, the kids there are, like, eh. Annoying. Okay, that's not. Kind. Don't give the name of the school then. No, I won't. <laughs> They're like very snooty. Okay. We have history <laughs> with them. We have a history with yeah. the school. <laughs> but um, so no different with this clip. <laughs> this girl was well ad hominems all over the place. I'll just tell you mm. that, and then we can talk about it after we listen to it right now. Cool. Let's hear. Have you ever taken a medical class? You have no right to speak on any type of medical thing. You're not a doctor. You know nothing about how this works because you're not a doctor. Well, are you a doctor? Can actually, you have a say on this? Actually, I am going to go to medical school, so yeah. Okay, but that I doesn't mean biology. you're a doctor now. If, no, if our opinion means we have to be a doctor, then none of us have an opinion. Yeah, so you don't. Which would mean no one has an opinion and no one can say anything. Yeah, I think people have we a say We don't care what issues. other people do. We're embarrassed that you're standing here by yourself. Well, you seem to like care what I do. Idiot. Yeah, because you look like a Idiot. That's you why. said you don't care what other people do. We don't care what people do. You do. Except me. You, do you care what I do? You don't care what other people do unless you're limiting what other people can do. Okay. trying to do. But we're also limiting the rights of another human being through So that's like not a so like, What do you think this is? We're all going to No, what do you think this is? Are you like actually for real? Yeah, what do you think it is? It's an actual question. Are you for real? Yes. This is accurate of what abortion it's okay it's okay it's copyrighted oh my okay that was crazy yeah okay can we all take a collective laugh at when she said i am going to medical school so that part was just too hard (laughs) okay hang on a second what was going on (laughs) it was crazy i am a doctor right okay so you can't say that because you've not been medical school are you going to have you been medical school no but i'm going to right so suddenly i have a right well what if i plan to be a lawyer someday can i speak can i be like litigate a case right now no apparently that's crazy (laughs) okay wow yeah so if you couldn't tell partway through the clip there's an like a a high school boy who also joins in and he says something that molly responds to Mm -hmm. i was wondering that was okay yeah so you couldn't hear him quite as well as the girl but yeah, so as I said, there's ad hominem attacks all over the place. Like her arguments just kind of fall flat very quickly. This girl 
of course, she says Molly has no right to speak because she's not a doctor. So pause right there. Shouldn't we yeah. define what ad hominem is, right? The fallacy. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, ad hominem is to the man. You're attacking the person. In this case, Molly, a right. woman, right? But you're attacking the person rather than their ideas. It's so easy to do, right? I don't like mm-hmm. your idea because of your hair, because yeah. of how tall you are, how short you are, right? That's just so silly. It's obviously fallacious, bad thinking, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is a classic example, though. Usually it's to Ethan or me. You're a man. Or to Molly, Mm -hmm. to you, Maggie, maybe you're a Christian, right? But now to to Molly, it was, you're not a doctor. Yeah. Yeah. So rich coming from someone who is not a doctor. Yeah. I'm sure if Molly was a man, she would have said just because you're not a man. But she had to pick something else because she's a woman. That happened so many times. I mean, this is a long time ago, but we used to have a coworker here named Jamie. And one time we were talking to campus and I had it was doing a microphone and someone said, sit down to me. You're a man. So I gave the microphone to Jamie, who was a female, a, a woman. Mm-hmm. And they said, sit down. You're a Christian. Right. It's just always <laughs> something where they can find to discredit you. Yeah. That's ad hominems. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the fact that she used those and I think that she used several throughout the clip. Well, the first I one was, could- have you taken a medical class? Right. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, so what does this show us about this girl and her arguments, the fact that she has to use these ad hominems? Sounds to me like she wants to talk about anything other than abortion. Yeah. <laughs> that she wants to avoid that subject and really just attack Molly's character and her person rather than the arguments that Molly's presenting. Mm-hmm. It's also just a real total misunderstanding because so I get that if we are asking what is the right what are some options we have for solving a medical problem like ectopic pregnancy where the baby is in the fallopian tube not in the Mm -hmm. uterus for that you want a medical doctor's opinion right who has experience and knowledge of how to resolve the situation what our choices are with our current medical status but when you ask what is the baby which is the question molly got to later mag you'll probably move us there later in the conversation that's not a medical doctor level question. That's a bio 101 question. Everyone who's been through bio 101 in every high school can answer that question. This yeah. student, I'm sure, has been through a bio 101 class, a sex ed class in public schools. She knows mm-hmm. this is a really simple question. It's not a complex medical question at all. Yeah. So she just, she's maybe, I mean, like Ethan said, I think she's avoiding, but also she just doesn't understand we're asking a basic question, not a complicated one. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So like I was saying before, she and I couldn't remember all the ad hominems, but there were several in the short clip. Well, it was over a minute. But anyway, first she attacks Molly because she can't talk about it because she's not a doctor. Mm-hmm. And then she attacked the pictures by saying they're fake. And then she yeah. attacks Molly again by assuming that she doesn't know anything because of her age. Which, did y'all catch this? I didn't actually catch it this time, but like when I was listening before. Or maybe it's later on in the video, actually. Uh-huh. I think it's later on in the video, so y'all didn't actually hear it. Okay. But she asks Molly how old, or she says that Molly can't talk because of her age. And Molly's like, okay. And she doesn't tell her her age right away. And then I think the girl asks, or no, Molly asks her how old she is. Uh-huh. And she says, I'm 18. And then Molly says, oh, so am I. <laughs> and the girl's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, that... anyway, but she's using these these silly things and com- like you said, completely avoiding the actual issue. And that's right. what proves the fallacy, right? So if really being 18 years old meant you could not speak on it, then neither one of them could speak on abortion. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But clearly she's saying 18 year old people who have my opinion can speak. 18 year old who have your opinion cannot speak. Yeah. That's clearly such bad thinking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Rules for thee and not for me. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. So another question I have is, does having an opinion on something require you to know everything about that topic. <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb here and say no. <laughs> wow, that's really going on a limb there. Why do you say that, Ethan? I think it is possible for us to make informed decisions based on logic and sound reasoning. 
which is maybe shocking to say in an age of relativity. But you can study subjects for yourself and come to common sense conclusions without having to be an expert in that field. I don't have to spend four years going to school for uh, maybe health and nutrition to know that you shouldn't eat McDonald's every single day. Oh, rats. <laughs> <laughs> or like we were discussing rallies earlier, right? Yeah. Okay, but so who has exhaustive knowledge of any topic anyway, right? Name yeah. one human who has exhaustive right. knowledge of one single topic. I'll wait. Right, there, there's no one. There's no one. And that I think that's it. The devil is in the details. Yeah. No yeah. one has exhaustive knowledge of any subject. We have people who have more knowledge than others. And so if someone has more knowledge than I do, I'm perfectly willing to listen to what they have to say. Yeah. But also quantity of knowledge does not equal quality oh, that's of good. knowledge. Ooh, yeah. So. Or uh, wisdom. I, Sorry, yeah. go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, can I just say that that is very freeing to know that I don't have to wait until I'm an expert on something to yeah. have an opinion. Like, I may not be right. Mm -hmm. I may not have everything worked out, but I can still have somewhat of an opinion. Yeah, right. There's the whole confusion of open-minded, closed-minded, what that means. So mm -hmm. when we're approaching a topic, we want to be generally open-minded as we weigh the evidence and find out what is true. Like, when yeah. does human life begin? Read all the things you can read about it. Have an open mind about it. But then once you are convinced of truth, close your mind on truth. Right. You remain open to challenges, mm -hmm. but you want to actually close on what is true, saying, based on everything I've seen thus far, this is the best conclusion I can come to. That's rational. That's reasonable. Yeah. Remaining open forever, never taking any position, that's just silliness. And... Um, that's that, that word, like I think this student proved, closed-mindedness, having probably seen very limited evidence, probably never reading mm -hmm. a pro-life perspective or a actual embryologist perspective on, on when human life begins. That's being closed-minded to that is really the major problem. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's really, I mean, that's just the funny part of this, right? So she's assuming that Molly has jumped to a conclusion having never been to medical school, never having read any kind of expert thinking on this. Right. Molly has. I'm... I don't want to de uh, demean this student, but people like her have often only heard sound bites from Planned Parenthood or other yep. pro-abortion groups, not really reading the actual medical experts themselves who talk about when human life begins. It's just so silly and frustrating. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, maybe there's two sides of a coin here because I do fully think that you don't have to be an expert on anything to have an opinion and how freeing that is. But at the same time, I don't think that you should just spew off nonsense about things that you don't know about. My question would be, what makes what Molly was doing different? I think so. Well, interestingly, I mean, we didn't hear the whole conversation, right? But so Molly, by standing by that sign, is putting forth objective visual evidence of something. Really, our signs, I'm sure our listeners, you've probably seen our signs before. They say abortion at the top and have a picture below and say that mm -hmm. the age of the baby below that. There is no statement that abortion is wrong. There's no ethical statement, really. Yeah. If you think abortion is bad, it's because you've seen what abortion is and then your inner moral compass tells you what I'm seeing is a bad thing, right? Mm -hmm. So Molly hasn't really made really any statement, except for I didn't hear the whole conversation. Maybe she had at that point, right? But if Molly, yeah. but really Molly has offered objective evidence for students to weigh and consider themselves, she is not spouting off nonsense. She's merely putting forth objective visual evidence and seeing how people will respond to that. So I think that's a very different thing than just shouting off non-facts. Yeah. If non is that a word? I don't know, misinformation. Mm -hmm. So maybe bringing it back to something we were talking about earlier, why, I'm just curious, like, why did this girl claim that Molly couldn't speak on it when she doesn't even know Molly? She doesn't know what Molly has studied or anything. Yeah, that's something that 
has popped up in my mind a lot recently thinking about people who are really angry and come to us in a conversation assuming that we know nothing. What we do is extremely controversial, and I think if I saw someone with an abortion sign out on the street talking to people, I would approach them assuming that they at least knew their arguments well. They could be wrong, but I would have a certain amount of respect for them for putting themselves out there like that. And so it, it often surprises me that people have no respect for people who put themselves out there like that with their arguments. They just automatically assume that we don't know what we're talking about. They're not willing to give us the benefit of the doubt, which is something that surprised me. And why is that so common today? When people disagree with someone else, they just disregard their whole... Disregard everything? Or, yeah. I think it's indoctrination and also... Public school indoctrination as far as everyone is right except those you disagree with. Mm -hmm. Sort of respect everybody except anyone who has a worldview that stems from a Judeo-Christian background. Mm -hmm. Really, So, but I, I don't know, Seth, you probably have more experience with that than I would. I feel like I don't have a firm grip on where that has come from. Well, I'm reminded of a one of our debrief episodes from maybe season one uh -huh. where someone, I can't remember who the conversation was with, but someone said after the conversation was a person changed their mind on abortion and they yeah. said, I've just never thought about this beyond the social media bubble. So I think the, okay. pr the problem is we live at echo chambers, right? Yeah. So we all are tempted to read news and opinions from people who are like us, have similar thinking. We seldom actually interact with those who are on the opposite side of an issue. And so I think that we and both sides, actually, we tend mm -hmm. to see the other side in a two-dimensional perspective, right? So they see us by a sign on the street, assume backwards, Christian, bigot, who fill in the blank, whatever. So they see Molly mm -hmm. and assume all things about her that they actually think justifies them in discrediting her publicly because her ideas are by definition immoral. They are wrong and they're going okay. to harm society. And so they can mm -hmm. discredit her. Ad hominems are permissible because they believe they should take her down and not let her views be shared because it's violence for Molly's views to be put forward. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. So Molly, so this girl is kind of approaching Molly, it sounds like from you, you're saying Molly as a pro-life woman has already had a moral standard applied to her. Right. And basically yeah. that she is evil yeah exactly and so people going into that conversation have been taught that well i don't have to treat this person with respect because they are an evil person that's right yeah it reminds me okay. of the coddling of the american mind an article by jonathan Haidt and oh it's uh it's, it's escaping right now but they will put it in the show notes and yeah. they wrote it right about this how this is more speaking about violence but people today primarily youth on college campuses who mm -hmm. act violently when they attack someone with opposite ideas, they do so because they see your ideas as actual physical, as right. violence against them, right? You're writing them out of existence by saying, I don't agree with you, and they are justified attacking you physically. And so this person is not attacking Molly, but they are attacking her in a non-physical way publicly, right? Mm -hmm. right? And so I think they are saying, I'm justified because your views are evil. Yeah, I think she oh. really, she just really hated that her ideas were being challenged. Mm. Yeah. Well, I think that's true too, right? Because yeah. I mean, imagine you live in the echo chamber and you're not used to someone challenging your ideas. It's kind of like, you know, if you have a, your brother or sister who drives you nuts and you will just get annoyed with them. But the first minute someone else attacks you, you're like, hey, that's my brother, my sister, right? Yeah. You defend them. So, you know, you live in this echo chamber where you're not used to being attacked. The first time someone really attacks you, not just like in a stupid way, but presents evidence uh -huh. you are wrong, that makes you feel very uncomfortable, very defensive. And you just react like this, like, well, why are you, blah, blah, blah. you shouldn't be talking about this. You're not a whatever. Right. 
Yeah. It's kind of like a defense mechanism. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. But this is a good experience because that can be an opportunity for her. When she walked away, I don't think this girl was thinking probably, man, I really got the better hand of that conversation, right? <laughs> I mean. <laughs> at least I hope she wasn't thinking Maybe she's clapped on the back by her, her fellow classmates. But yeah. at home at night alone, she thinks about Molly, the way Molly acted, how Molly was calm, collected, mm-hmm. and asked simple questions that proved her to be so incorrect. That right. has to be driving her nuts. Mm-hmm. I hope so in the future, at least. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a really good point, thinking about how people, what people think about when they go home and they have time alone in their own head. Because I know when I've been challenged by people, in the moment, most of the time, I'm, I'll acknowledge it, but I, I don't feel particularly convinced or convicted of what someone has said. But like you're saying, when I go home and I think about it by myself with no like outside noise, that those are the times when I start to go, maybe they had a point right. and really want to dig in and, and think about what they said. Yeah. Oh, I definitely relate to that. It is yep. so hard to admit I'm wrong if yeah. there are other people mm-hmm. around. Yes. Yeah. You yeah. almost feel like you're yeah. losing credibility in front of people when really mm-hmm. we shouldn't view admitting you're wrong. Generally, you shouldn't view it like that. That would be something that we should welcome, I think, is being able to admit we're wrong in front of people. But for most of us, that is a really, really hard thing to do. And so like you're saying, it's easier for us to do that at home by ourselves. Mm-hmm. But those who are who actually do that, they actually gain a lot bigger right. credit in your mind, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah true. <laughs> yeah. It reminds me of that passage in the Bible, which I hope this isn't taking anything out of context. We'll but edit it later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but where it talks about the still small voice of God and when there's other people, it, to me, it feels like I'm in a room and there's just like all this mm. noise. Mm. And then when I'm alone with the Lord, then it's quiet and I can actually hear myself yeah. think and think clearly and think about whether what I said was right or wrong. You know, well, we can definitely say God has revealed himself in the written word. Right. And so yeah. he didn't reveal himself in a flashy movie TV thing like what a social media app. And so it's easy for even the very clear, direct, loud words of scripture to be overwhelmed by all that distraction around us. So yeah. I think what you're saying, Maggie, is important to try to get away from those distractions and read his word and see what it really says. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, I think that's vital, reading the word, staying in scripture. Because yeah. even, like, if you don't even think that you're learning much, I think just staying in scripture every day, whether or not you realize that you are growing, is vital because then it does change how you think about things and how you see the world, subtly, if not in more stark ways totally yeah it's mm-hmm. it's changing it's just we're all affected by the things we consume if you just yeah. it, the movies you watch the things you listen to they're changing in subtle ways you don't know the word is similar right it implants itself right. in your heart and mind that god is going to use that to change you so you're yeah. right what you feed into your heart and mind is going to affect you 100 percent. and i think that's yeah. so interesting talking about how things subconsciously affect us this girl who's talking to molly if i went up and told her well You've been, if I told you, you've been indoctrinated to think this way by your public school social media influence. That would go over really well. She would, yeah, it would, it would not go over really well. Um, she would probably think I was crazy, but that's because those things subconsciously affect people. I've seen things in my own lives where someone, if someone would have told me, oh, that's affecting you negatively, I was going to be, what are you talking about? There's no way. But then when you become removed from it, you realize, wait a second, that was actually influencing how I was perceiving the world or influencing my worldview in a certain way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. So to wrap up, Seth, if someone tells you that you can't talk about something because you're a doctor, what do you think is a good thing to respond to them? 
I mean, I really love what Molly did by asking, are you a doctor? I think that's what I'm going to do again. Now you might actually be speaking to a doctor, right? But my follow-up would be that I just recognize this. When I'm asking, what is the embryo? I'm asking a very basic, simple question. Have you had a bio 101 class? If you have, you can answer. I have, so I can answer. Let's go from there and move forward. We know she's a human. Is it right or wrong to kill her? Good. All right. Well, if everyone could please go give us a five-star review, that would be great. That helps us get this podcast in front of more listeners and expands our reach. So that would be super helpful. Thank you for debriefing with us.